everyone, it's Leslie Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the Director of Research and President of the Board for the Lipedema Project. I'd like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today, I'd like to tell you about a paper by Isabel and Angeles Forner Cordero. The paper is called Lipedema, a Growing Problem in Spain. It was published in the peer-reviewed journal Phlebology in February 2021. The authors described the increased awareness about lipedema mostly through social media outlets as really a double-edged sword. Although more women are discovering lipedema and self-diagnosing, in spite of the lack of tests for lipedema, women are also being provided with misinformation about lipedema from these outlets. So information is important for self-treatment and realistic expectations. The authors in this article show that there has been a, really a surge in research in lipedema in the last 20 years. The sharpest increase is actually seen in the last seven years. In 2014, less than 10 papers about lipedema were published, while in 2020, just under 50 were published. There is an increased awareness of lipedema among lay people and medical professionals alike largely due to social media and patient advocate organizations. And here's my own little thing. I think that the patient advocate organizations would be like the Lipedema Project and Lipedema Simplified. Interestingly, the authors report that although the prevalence of obesity is decreasing in Spain, the diagnosis of lipedema is actually increasing. The authors state that while obesity is a very common comorbidity of lipedema, that we must not ignore women who have a normal weight or BMI, but clearly have lipedema symptoms. They feel like this group is being ignored and should be a target population for research. Treatment of lipedema in Spain focuses on obesity prevention and progression of the disease. They also work on preventing or reducing the impact on musculoskeletal system to maintain or improve mobility, to manage pain, and to improve quality of life. Care should be multidisciplinary and holistic, and this should include education, self-care training, psychosocial support, diet, physical activity, skin care, compression therapy, pain management, and surgery when appropriate. Education will be the key factor in helping patients to have realistic expectations and achievable goals and to clarify all the misinformation. Referral to psychological and emotional support really should be considered. Exercise should be a pillar of treatment for the following reasons. The muscle joint pump assists with lymphatic flow and reduces edema. And exercise also improves muscle strength. And it has been shown in previous research that women with lipedema tend to have weaknesses and reduced muscle strength compared to controls. Exercise will improve mobility, and exercise can improve self-esteem and general well-being. Diet is an important part of care, but the authors favor a Mediterranean diet, which unfortunately I believe is poorly defined. It's nebulous. It really offers very little to women with lipedema. They acknowledge that short-term diets won't be effective, and really we must find long-term sustainable strategies as far as nutrition and diet. All of the authors acknowledge that manual lymph drainage, and this is also called MLD, and this is a gentle 
specialized massage technique that's designed to stimulate lymphatic flow, that MLD really has no benefit in pure lipedema that doesn't have any swelling. But even in that population, it can help reduce pain and it can help reduce bruising. Compression therapy is also important, but may not necessarily produce a reduction in limb size. Compression will reduce swelling if it's present, but it is also used to reduce pain, to reduce inflammation, and a feeling of heaviness. It can support the tissues, and it can actually kind of reshape the limbs when you support those tissues. It can sometimes give you a better cosmetic look. And then the authors state that also that compression can be applied with bandages, garments, and also with pneumatic pumps. The authors state that bariatric surgery must be considered if the BMI is over 40 and if the patient also has diabetes, high blood pressure, or diets have all failed. I do disagree with this point in the article. A ketogenic diet has been seen to resolve type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure, and it succeeds with weight loss when all other diets have failed. The authors further state that liposuction and lipectomy have been shown to be very effective in reducing pain and improving limb shape and mobility. So in conclusion, the authors state that lipedema treatment in Spain is multidisciplinary, it's holistic, and it's stage-dependent. I think it is unfortunate that they are unwilling to consider a ketogenic diet as an option and that some treatments such as MLD and flat-knit compression garments are not offered until the patient is in a later stage. This paper is important for women with lipedema because it helps to know how lipedema is managed around the world. The opportunity to discover and discuss this is much more available to us because of social media and the internet, but the opportunity for misinformation is also amplified by these same media outlets. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing.